Hi, everybody. It's Mary Lynn Harris of Heart at Work and the Impactful Legacy, helping you create a impactful legacy. So my guest today is uh, Nadine. I've been following her around for a little bit, and um, I'm very interested to hear what she has to say. So Nadine, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So we were talking earlier a few minutes ago of... Um, I like my podcast more like a conversation, not just me firing off the questions and waiting for the answer. Because <laughs> sometimes you might be waiting a long time for the answer. <laughs> so Nadine, um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but um, maybe you could just share a little bit how you got started doing what you're doing now and uh, what what's your why about that. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for having me. And um, my name is Nadine Lajoie. I'm French-Canadian, so I started to speak English only 2007 part-time and 2000 full-time when I moved here in California. Mm -hmm. So um, bear with my accent, but I have a lot of uh, good synergy and good analogy with uh, Win the Race of Life, which is my book, but because I became an international speaker and a mm -hmm. Uh, international motorcycle racer. I won races and this and that. And I compare life and business with motorcycle racing to kind of bring a new angle into the community. Right. And uh, my big why is when I was young, like uh, up to 25 years old, I always said that I will kill myself <laughs> if the life is not better. So I was, I went from mm. suicidal to champion called my mom the last morning and she listened to me and here I am. Now my why is really helping people to never give up mm -hmm. and get um, all their dreams as much as we can uh, accomplish. And I help a lot of people on the self-growth, leadership programs, coaching and this and that. So um, I'm looking forward to, to the interview and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um... Yeah, I think the first time we met, we were just networking, and uh, I found out that you're racing. And then the other thing is, I'm a Canadian too, so only I'm on the West Coast part, and you are on the East Coast part. So there's always a battle in Canada between East and West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me, Nadine, uh, tell us a little bit about um, what you do now to help people. I know that you... Um, expressed um a very sad situation in your life that you were able to turn yourself around so what did your mother say to you that made you want to keep going that's really interesting that night uh i turned on the tv which i never do and that was kind of the um, oprah winfrey of quebec her name is janet bertrand and she was saying oh if you want to commit suicide you can do it right but you need to call at least one friend right. or or uh, or uh, helplines and this and that. So I called my mom. It was about two or three o'clock in the morning, and she just listened to me. Mm -hmm. That's what people need. Yeah, people to vent. I always ask my uh, boyfriend. Is like I need my 10, 15 minutes venting every day. Yeah, if I vent every day about anything, about Wells Fargo, about my real estate, my business, about yeah. the guy who cut me in the traffic. Yeah. If people would be able to vent mm -hmm. that 5, 10, 15 minutes every day, that's what helped me out. So my mm -hmm. mom, she was saying, call me tomorrow. Call me tomorrow. So every day she was telling me, call me. 
and yeah. by venting and by expressing myself and being heard that's where like all the bad stuff inside of me started to kind of get out one right. little layer at a time like an onion right we yep. kind of peeled all the bad things and and for me I didn't have any bad thing. My parents were awesome. They yeah. were poor, but they were awesome. We mm -hmm. were five in a family playing music, guitar, piano, singing, dancing. Like we had a good life. We were living in a little town an hour and a half from Quebec, like a little town in the prairie. Right. A little boring for somebody like me. And so that's why I wanted to get out. So at right. 16 years old, I went to college, university, and I moved in the uh, in California in 2010. Mm -hmm. But that lesson kind of led the rest of my life, I would say. Everybody has a turning point, but right. for me, that was it. That was, hey, call me back tomorrow mm -hmm. and being able to talk and communicate. And I know a lot of people, especially since COVID, right. they feel alone. Mm -hmm. We cannot touch each other. We cannot hug. I'm always kind of awkward when I see people. Can I shake their hand? Can I hug them? We yeah. don't know. We don't have that connection anymore. Right. And it's really important for people to find that back. Right. Right. Yeah. So what do you think that, yeah, I totally agree with you about if we just sit down and listen to somebody, even just having a day-to-day -day conversation without somebody venting, we just have to zip our mouth <laughs> and just listen and be, to get what they're talking about or sharing. And if they are venting, then, you know, I think it's just up to the person saying, I'm just venting, you know, or I'm so uh, that's kind of what I think. But um, so what do you think? What's your book about and how's the book help other people? You're saying it's like having your dreams. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So I came here in 2010 full time and I met Les Brown, the famous, infamous Les Brown. Yeah. Um, and uh, he wanted me in his book because of my motorcycle racing. You can see a little bit in the back, you know, like yeah. that motorcycle racing for me represents focus, adrenaline, discipline practice and coaching so right. i'll go a little bit more into that sure, but sure. these are the five secrets of the high achiever and because he wanted me to be in his book he's like oh you need to compose your own book because when we become number one bestseller you need to be ready on your own book i'm like i barely speak english people were telling me i was speaking english like a cow like people were laughing at me and uh, finally, he said, no, no, you can just voice record. We will um, ghostwrite your book. And even if you cannot write perfectly or I do, I still do a lot of mistakes, grammatical and all yeah. that. He said, don't worry, the ghostwriter will take care of that. Yeah. So I did the same thing for my own book. And uh, the major uh, chapter is chapter four with the story about, about the suicide. But all the other stories are positive. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a champion motorcycle racer, champion volleyball racer, uh, volleyball player in the Canadian championship. So I'm sharing all those five secrets of the high achiever right. to inspire people to, um, to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. we, became, we become complacent pretty easily, right. right? Becoming in your comfort zone. And the motorcycle here, and you can also see on my NadineRacing.com, 
And that picture, the knee is almost on the ground because we need to be in balance. And we need to be focused into the imbalance. So mm -hmm. on the motorcycle, you are always from one side to the other. You kind of jungle with life and your business. You can never sit down and you can never relax because mm -hmm. as soon as you can't become in your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. Other people will improve their skills or improve their, their business or improve their personal lives and they will pass you and you will kind of feel alone. Mm -hmm. So that's why you always need to push yourself to the limit, like the motorcycle, put your knee on the ground and get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you think are some easier ways to, other than motorcycle race, to get out of your comfort zone? get out of your comfort zone it's in in everything yeah right yeah Let, let's say somebody doesn't like to fly you need to kind of force yourself maybe one day to fly maybe you need to do some hypnotizes or other therapy or things like that uh you can go into a high mountain uh every single thing in life um it's so easy to just come home work during the day, come home, sit on the couch, watch TV, mm -hmm. and just being complacent or being complying or complaining about the news and all that. Because as soon as I open the news, uh, trust yeah. me, I'm one of the wor <laughs> worst complainer in the world. And that reminds me um, probably around 25 years old about when my life was kind of crazy a bad in my head. One of the author in Canada, in Quebec, I cannot remember his name. He was saying, test for seven days without watching TV, radio, or reading newspaper. Mm -hmm. For seven days and calculate every day your level of energy, if it's a, a one or a 10 or yeah. eight or whatever. And out of the seven days, I realized my energy was better. Yeah. So after the one week, he said, just do it another week. So I did that and I don't watch TV. I don't own a TV since 1999. Right. So it's many years. I'm trying to stay away of it <laughs> as much as I can with Facebook and the news online. Yeah. I got my little 10, 15 minutes a day and that's it. Right. Because the negative sayers and even on motorcycle racing or when I yeah. travel the States with my big RV for 21,000 miles and all that. People are like, oh, you are a lady by yourself. People will attack you. People will do this and <laughs> you will have an accident. And what happens if your motorcycle break? And in in the same thing in business. Why right. do you start that business? Yeah. Why do you want to start? So it's why the why, mm -hmm. it needs to be bigger than the problems. Right. right. And that's one of the things when you focus Right. And when you have the adrenaline, which is the second point, the adrenaline is kind of the fire inside of yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that fire, it's impossible to move forward and to be the best of yourself. That's why so many people become in their comfort zone and people pass them or their business shut down because they didn't adapt or they didn't push themselves to the limit like the other people around you are doing. Mm -hmm. And and then it's the same thing in the personal life, you know, right. pushing your little comfort zone <laughs> every single day. Uh, another example, simple example, 
let's say you go to a seminar for two, three days, mm -hmm. people has a tendency to sit at the same place every single time they go to a seminar. Mm -hmm. Just consciously change seat. Instead of being in the front rough, just go on the back right, you know? Mm -hmm. All those little conscious moments during the day, and you would be surprised when you start to note that, and which I did at the beginning, when I really needed to to step out of that pattern that I had, yeah, I needed to write everything and everything. Like, let's say you brush your teeth, you brush your teeth with the right hand, just brush your teeth <laughs> with your left hand. Yeah. So these are all examples of getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's sort of like shifting the energy level from one side of your body to another side of your body, right? Yeah, one side of the body might be more relaxed and dormant, like you were saying, than the right, maybe your right side is more active, right? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. So what's your next step? What's after you? Did you do all five? I didn't. I just served. Um, no, focus no. adrenaline. Uh, discipline is being yeah. a discipline. And that's the one that we hate the most. Yeah. And the fourth one is practice. Mm -hmm. practice over and over and over again. And I have a little story about that. At the motorcycle racetrack, when I came from Canada to here in California, I was going to all kinds of different racetrack that I didn't know. Yeah, I was always the first one at the gate to get out in the morning <laughs> and the last one in the afternoon. So here in California, when it's 70 or 65 degrees, it's cold for everybody, yeah. including me. So people wait until the second session. Mm -hmm. So the practice made me better and better because I was always the first one and the last one to practice. Mm -hmm. The first one to do the exercise and practicing in the rain, practicing in the cold. Sometimes there was there were snow in the mountains at Fontana, but I was still on the racetrack. Even if I was going really, really slow, mm -hmm. I was just focusing on my markers. And that's the same thing in life. And for people who are kind of close to retirement or people yeah. who retired already, right? A lot of people get bored. Mm -hmm. I it's fun being retired for the first mm -hmm. two, four, six months or 12 months. But eventually people get in their comfort zone and they don't push anything else. Right. Maybe sign up online for a little class, a class, a poesy class. A, right a music class or anything. Mm -hmm. Now everything is online, especially since COVID. Now people know how to use Zoom and the computer yeah. and everything else. So that's easier for people, I think, to learn new skills. Right. And the new skills is especially for your head. Mm -hmm. Because if you let your head go, mm -hmm. especially when you retire, and I dealt a lot in my tax planning and yeah. tax saving strategies i deal a lot with uh, with with retired people and they are kind of dying inside themselves right because they don't have goals okay right. you travel two or three times during the year if you have the money for it yeah but besides that what do you do what do yeah. you do to keep your mindset always kind of going right on the positive side and helping people a lot of people volunteer yeah that's another good idea mm -hmm. but that that um uh that pushing yourself every day is is just a habit that people need to get early on i was a pianist so at five years old i was practicing piano an hour and a half a day 
Yeah. After that, I switched volleyball. I was practicing volleyball two hours <laughs> a day and three weekends a year. And I did the same thing with my business, my businesses, Canada, U.S., and all the sports, all the music and everything. You focus on something and you just dive into it. You learn about it. You go online, you watch video, and at least you keep your brain going and going to stay healthy in your mind. That's right. the main goal, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you were, I know it's so important because like you were saying, it's easy to volunteer, but volunteering also gives you that social aspect to it. It's not just for your brain, but for your social, you don't have a social life after work, then that's a great way to go. You know, like you were yeah. saying, getting out there, meeting people, doing things, helping others. Um, so tell and leading into that, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you help people in your business? In your the way I, do, I help people in the business, of course, I'm an international speaker, speaking all around the world. That's what I love. Right. But uh, with COVID oh, yeah. and with all the Zoom meeting, that connection with the people is not there as much. There are yeah. not as many speaking gigs. So I continue to coach more and more online, like one-on-one -on -one like that. But I think the recompense, uh, I don't know if it's a word in English, the reword in English yeah. is when you help people to be unstuck or something. Right. Or people want to give up or yeah. they have a big challenge and they don't know how to go about it. And with all the seminars and you are like me, you did so many of those and, and personal growth and yeah. all that. We have so many tools to help people to, First of all, we need to analyze what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. And assess the problem. You also need to know where you want to go, which, which is a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. <laughs> it's a cliche because if you don't know where you want to go on a motorcycle, you will crash. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's the same thing with life. You can take one corner at a time, right? You, you go through life and, oh, finally you got a divorce or finally the kids are out or finally this or finally that. You lose your job or you get a new job. You've got many, many corners and many, many uh, detour in your mm -hmm. life and your business. But you really need to keep the focus on your end destination, on the finish line. Right. Because that and your big why, as I said, kind of the fire and the adrenaline inside, mm -hmm. that's where kind of push you and push the energy also around you to collaborate with you. Right. If it's not clear enough in your head and if it's not clear enough in your heart, it's hard to get to, to get the step-by-step -step process in between. And I'm really good at step-by-step. -step. I'm a mathematician, actuarial, <laughs> science, taxes, finance. On one side, which is the left brain, the logical right. side, mm -hmm. and the right side is more the artistic side. And I have piano and guitar. And so that's why we always need to juggle in between the left brain and the right brain. Mm -hmm. And the society, unfortunately, since three decades, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that <laughs> since I'm 25 years old. That's why I was so depressed between a 16 and 25 because everybody is trying to fit you in a box. Right. But all the entrepreneurs, they don't fit in a box. The business owners, a lot of people who are ADDHD, mm -hmm. autistic, 
these people are brilliant. Right. But if you try to fit them in the box, that doesn't match. Yeah. So some, like there is four different personality, right? One type of person likes to be in a box and being structured and rules and all that. But the other three kinds of people, they don't. Yeah. And we don't adapt. The society never adapt on that. And that's why fitting in the box is not working so much anymore. And as you know, there is a lot of Renaissance women. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of Renaissance men. There is a lot of old soul on this planet right now. And that's why the planet is so much in bubbling, trying to emerge with the new energy because of that. Like, right. People don't fit in the box anymore. And we have, we have to work in a different way. Yes, we still need that discipline and that practice and that coaching and everything in order, but maybe not in the same way than it was 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, change, things change, right? Yeah. And uh, we have technology now that has taken over. <laughs> and then we have, uh, you know, so we're all trying to get back in touch with what's in our heart and you know, our why and things that we want to do and how do we keep moving forward. But I really enjoyed your story about venting. I think that's that's a really good thing to implement to get that mm -hmm. going. To allow people to just vent. Yeah. Yeah. And often when we vent or when we talk, when we communicate, and that's why usually I always have like two or three coaches at a time. And you know, so this is the kind of the fifth yeah. The fifth thing in my in my uh, five secret of the high achiever is always having a coach, a right. coach for your personal side, your professional side, mm -hmm. and your spiritual side. Mm -hmm. Because if you just work too much on your on your job, you might lose your family and get a divorce or whatever. <laughs> if you work too much on your spiritual side and you become too woo-woo, now you're losing your friends and, and right. you're losing the connection with the finance and pay your bill at the end of the month. Right. That's why they always say the artists are kind of the worst at that. Like they, <laughs> they create and they create, but they always forget the money part. Yeah. So that's why it's a balance again in the imbalance between the personal, professional and spiritual. And the coaching is one of the one of the things that people should do. I, I always have two or three coaches. At one point when I wrote my book, I had five coaches at a time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid also to find something completely free people, right? Find an accountability partner to mm -hmm. talk about things every week or every two weeks right. regularly to be sure that somebody else is there to support you or have your back and you have their back. Right. And this is a free exercise that people can do every week or every two weeks. Right. And that will, I can guarantee you that can change your life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that we talk every Wednesday morning. Okay. I have another group that we meet on um, monthly basis. So yeah, that's, it's really empowering. Even if you feel like nothing is happening, you know, you can just share that and then you get yourself out of that rut. And then you can just say, okay, I got to go do this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, I, I really enjoyed our conversation, uh, Nadine. Thank you for sharing your your story and how you help people, inspire them, and get them moving. Just like a race car, you get moving, right? 
Yeah, get moving, <laughs> get out of your comfort zone. And uh, just a little story. I finished third at Daytona because I was focusing every corner at a time. Yeah. Having the wind in my hair and feeling the energy and just hear myself breathe at yeah. 180 miles per hour and go with the flow, go with your life. Right. Be happy and be a leader also on the planet. Right, right. Absolutely. So do you have any final words you'd like to say before we close off? And I will just finish with that. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadow. If I feel if I succeed, at least I live as I believe. No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. Because the greatest love will fall inside of you. Everybody has love. Everybody has friends. Everybody can have tools. People like you and me mm-hmm. guide you through the journey and let's help each other. Right, right. Absolutely. Thank you for that wonderful song too. Didn't thank know you. you could sing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. We'll be thank talking you. to you very soon. Okay, take care, everybody. Be kind to each other. Thank you. Be kind to yourself, really. <laughs>